from the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia to around the globe. You're listening to Shark Bite Biz, your exclusive place for business strategy, sales, marketing, and tech in the roaring 20s. And now, here's your host, David Strausser. Welcome to the newest episode of Shark Bite Biz. I'm your rock star host, David Strausser, and this is your place to learn how to grow a business during complete chaos. We got a bomb episode for you all today. And it's something I think you will all really appreciate as we are living in this digital hybrid meeting, not meeting type world. And it's going to be pretty fun. So first of all, remember, if you're watching us on YouTube, you can join the channel for as little as $3 a month. Hit that join button. You can become a baby shark. And, you know, if that's not exactly your thing, you can go out with our coffee brand, DeadHouseCoffee.com. Don't be a zombie. Drink the freshest coffee on the Internet. Use code SHARK. You save 20% and all the proceeds help this channel right here. So let's get back to today's show. And it is really awesome. To sum up today's episode in one word right here rehumanize. We've talked about this on the show so many times. There's this big line between personal touch and automation. It's just getting blurred way too much. People, I don't know, they're thinking that they can automate any and everything. And you can automate everything. The problem is, when you do, most people, you're going to sound like a robot, okay? We don't want to be a robot. So that's where you've got to rehumanize and figure out ways to be different, to separate yourself from the rest of the bunch. And today's guest really fixes that by rehumanizing the sales process and your customer relationship. So who is today's guest? Oh, so glad you asked. Darren Dawson. Darren Dawson is the co-founder and president of BombBomb, a human-centered communication platform that enables users to use simple, personal video messages to leverage their best asset themselves. Darren leads all sales, marketing, customer success, and product development at BombBomb, a fast-growing Colorado-based software company. He's on a mission to re- humanize the planet and he wants to start with your business communication so i'll shut up let's bring mr bob bob darren dawson on in here business strategy darren welcome to shark bite biz you my friend you just became shark bite <laughs> that's awesome i know <laughs> that's the first time i've had an intro like that thanks david it's good to be here uh, no problem you know i've been telling a couple of guests i'm thinking about maybe trying to find like mini shark cages and just sending them out to the guests. Oh, um, yeah. You know, before the episode airs, so that way then they have like some protection there. Something to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, anyways, you know, very first question. It's a softball. We ask everybody on this show, who are you? What's your experience? What's your background? How did you get where you're at today? What do you do for a living? 
basically tell us what makes Darren, Darren. Oh man. Yeah. Well, I've watched the podcast, so I, I was prepared for this a bit, but <laughs> you know, without going too long into this, I'm the president co-founder of a company called bomb bomb. We are a human centered communication platform, meaning that, you know, we care more, I think about what your recipients experience is when using us, than maybe the, our users care about, we can get more into that maybe. Yeah. But um, I, I'm a sales and marketer by trade. I, I've owned a few businesses, including this one, but, you know, kind of started out early on um, starting my own businesses. And one of the early things we got into is a marketing company doing print media, uh, you know, um, uh, mail, transactional mail, email in 1999, uh, early on SEO early on. So, um, and then that transitioned, I actually also worked for a TV station ran digital for a TV station, a, a, a NBC affiliate for about seven years. That was a fun okay. role for me. Um, helped me understand media and uh, how to, but it, it, maybe at the time I was there is really, you know, uh, 2003 to maybe 2010 right before right. we bomb And there's a really a transformational time. So when Google was really coming on and there was a shift and how people thought about buying traditional media and really helped me uh, think through uh, the founding principles of what BombBomb was going to be. So that was really interesting. So that's, you know, came up, but again, ran sales teams, ran content teams there, and then finally, you know, quit my day job and started mm-hmm. a company with one of my best buddies. And he's the other co-founder. And, um, you know, he quit his job earlier than me. <laughs> he left the, yeah. the uh, corporate world before I did. And so, um, he, we started in 2006. I think he quit his job in like 2008. And then I came on in 2011 full time. Yeah. So yeah, but I'm a sales marketer. I love sales. Um, I like to say I'm classic, a classically trained salesperson. <laughs> I mean, I used to listen to Brian Tracy tapes, uh, driving around wow. if that tells you anything, Zig Ziglar and Zig Ziglar. Just, I saw Zig Ziglar speak once. Yeah. Amazing. Right. I, I, guess, yeah. I feel like I feel like that's seeing the Grateful Dead in 1976. That's why I think yeah. about that. Like, it's just that amazing yeah. to see and, somebody yeah. like that. Unfortunately, it was towards the end of his lifespan. Okay. And <laughs> basically, I felt that what Zig Ziglar was doing, because it was basically his daughter leading the session with him at the time. Okay. And it, it, it kind of felt like he just had these recorded talking tracks in his brain that he's been saying his oh, whole sure, life. Sure he did, and, right? and, and basically she would have to lead it on, give him the microphone, and then he would answer with things that he said forever. But still, I mean, I got to see Ziggler, Ziggler speak, which yeah. was pretty cool. It's the godfather of, you know, what we call sales enablement and things like that. Today. You don't hear much cool. about Zig Ziglar though anymore. That's, that's no, the well, one thing. It's hard, I think, with those guys that they are, they're icons in their own age. And to have that live on, it's always like their children that try and take that on. I don't, but you're yeah. right. I don't see them as much. But, you know, I grew up on that in my early 20s. Mm-hmm. All those folks listening to those, um, driving around, doing my sales gigs and things like that. Okay, okay, that's pretty, pretty cool. Pretty cool history there. So I've got to ask you because this is standing out like a sore thumb. Okay, sure. you're wearing a shirt that says "Rehumanize." Yeah, and it's Friday. I wear this shirt yeah. every Friday. Just so explain you know. it. Great, great. Explain the shirt to us. It tells no, so what that means to you. 
it, this is a part of the reason bomb bomb exists is because mm-hmm. Connor and I really wanted to find, we were always trying to find a business that would enable us to do what we were really passionate about, which was taking care of people who couldn't take care of themselves. So what, we're pretty passionate about widows, orphans, uh, the dehumanized people. Mm-hmm. So what we talk about a bomb bomb a lot, the reason you work at bomb bomb is that we're trying to rehumanize the planet. That's our mission. So we were these. So are you shirts. saying that you hire widows and orphans? I don't hire them, but okay. we, we <laughs> use our revenues. We use yeah. our, um, our time. So uh-huh. bomb bomb, you get time. Actually, you can give, uh, 40 hours for free every year that you can go and donate to um, nonprofits that you feel are rehumanizing oh, the planet, right? So that's awesome. And, and we partner with uh, a community in Africa where our folks actually, that community in Africa adopted our people mm-hmm. as uh, folks that they could um, communicate with. And we, we helped that community. We've helped them through COVID with food and all kinds of resources, education. But then we have locally, we partner with an organization called Dream Centers who Mm -hmm. take care of um, uh, homeless families and they give free health care for women. So that's a big part of what BombBomb is. We want to rehumanize the planet. Every Friday, I do a Friday video for the entire Mm -hmm. company, kind of uh, telling what's going on, what the deal is, what's what's up, end of the quarter, whatever it might be. So every Friday, I try to wear my rehumanized shirt to also remind them, especially in a remote environment, right? Because everybody's remote because of COVID. So what are we doing? Why does it matter? What's the purpose? Why do you come to work every day? So got my humanized shirt on today. How, how important do you think it is giving back on the global standard versus the local standard? I think they're both important. I think it's a personal choice. But for us, again, going back, the, the origination story mm-hmm. has to do with, with this, actually, this community in Africa. And so mm-hmm. um, this guy, we met him. And he he was a taken care of. He built this orphanage. He helping these kids that were in a slum. We met this guy. We're like, this guy's awesome. This is before Bomb Bomb. And um, Connor went over there to Africa. The whole goal was to make a company generate enough revenue so Connor could live in Africa. That was our okay. goal. And then we right. realized that Bomb Bomb grew into something much bigger than that. That it could do much, make much more of an impact in the world. So I think it's, in, you know, our, our story is that we wanted to build a business that made an impact, but we didn't know what the business was going to be. Right, right, we had right. the idea for Bomb Bomb with this video communication, one-to-one video, mm-hmm. like, this is great. This will help service that problem. I think companies yeah. get missional, but we were missional and then we made a company. So Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, my, my day job uh, with Vision 33, we do ERP um, yeah. for small to mid-sized businesses. And, you know, they're Canadians and they're very nice people up there, as they say. <laughs> they are. Um, yes, they and, are. and, you know, they do do some charitable efforts. My my gripe with it is, I mean, they've built some wonderful water stuff and schools out. I believe in Africa it was uh, they just posted the pictures that they did. They invested a lot of money in building these schools. But my thing is, is like, hey, that, that's great. You know, that we're doing good things out there. But, you know, I, I don't know. I, I view it like, hey, we're also surviving because we do things very regionally. Each region, like, for example, I run the Northeast for SAP Business One. I run the whole East Coast for the Sage Impact practice. Okay, we're taking from those local communities there where we're being able to sustain our business because of that. 
I do think that we have a responsibility then to give back to those local communities as well, too, besides the international needs and stuff like that. And, you know, if I find something, they go ahead and do it. I just wish it would be a little bit more formal. Yeah, I, I, I think people want to feel like they're connected to it. And, and we've tried to do that in every way. And, and our local initiatives, like I said, they get volunteer time to give back. I want them to choose their nonprofit, you know, that how, how can they engage with that? Also, um, you know, we have a homeless problem. I think a lot of cities do, yeah. a lot of communities do. And, uh, you know, I think that's our responsibility as a business owner in the community to help with that and not just complain about that. So right. one of the, the, the organizations we partner with here is called Springs Rescue Mission, who's taking people off the streets, feeding the homeless people. Let's let's get them the help they need, not just complain right. you know, to that, uh, town council. That's a, a very important point. I think that a lot of people like to complain. They like yeah. to make noise but they don't come to the table with any solutions or offer to help. You know, you get like a lot of that not in my backyard mentality. And I don't think that solves anything. If anything, it just makes it worse because you have a lot of people yelling about something, not willing to help. And then you have that problem itself too. It's being amplified. And I think it ultimately puts the the government or whoever is in charge of that area in, you know, a pretty, pretty rough spot then too. Yeah, I believe, you know, I believe people have, all people have intrinsic value, all people. Mm -hmm. And so how do we live that out? And that's what I mean by, therefore, let's try and rehumanize people that are being dehumanized. Mm -hmm. Our our book, we have a book that's called Rehumanize Your Business. So our product rehumanizes your business. But at BombBomb, our mission is to rehumanize the planet through helping these people. We got We all got to get in this together a little bit more. Than, if it's just about making money, you can go work anywhere and just make money. But I think mm-hmm. people want to be a part of something that's bigger than themselves. And so we try and do both. We try and make money and be a part of something bigger. That's, that's kind of that's, that's what we had. We had an episode on, I think it was like episode 31, 32, 33, something like that. Guy's name is Ed Howie. I talk about him frequently. In fact, I just had a call with him yesterday. He's a great guy. Also has a YouTube channel called Howie Grow a Brand. See how he played off his name? You know, Howie Grow a Brand, Ed Howie. But um, he has this, his whole stick is that we're in a joy deficit right now. You know, mm-hmm. with the pandemic, you look at our cultural, political situations, all that stuff. We're in a joy deficit. We're not a happy people for the most part overall. It's more negative than it is positive. And it's like, how can you bring joy to your customers and to your local community? And it doesn't mean that you got to spend, you know, thousands or tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars. I mean, simple things like uh, just sending them cookies, you know, out of the blue are those little things that bring a smile to their face and helps to affect the the joy deficit. We worked with this with our customers and as the pandemic kind of came on and, you know, our, our product allows you to send personal videos, right? Yeah. Simply. And then, and now, you know, help that engagement. I think, Again, that the recipient experience, that's what that's what human-centered communication means. It's like this idea that 
Well, you care more about how you make a person feel on the other end of the message than the objective of, of quota or whatever mm-hmm. that might be, right? Do we care more about how they experience us? And I think you're, you're hitting on something here with what we told them to do was say, thank you for your business, show gratitude and with a human face. So just say, mm-hmm. you know, hey, David, gosh, thanks for having me in this. I really appreciate your time that you gave me to be on the podcast. Or you yeah, could just say, awesome. right, th- I, right, I did that. I sent you a personal video saying thanks for the inv- invitation. Of I was gratitude. Gratitude's a thing, right? Like, and we don't mm-hmm. do it enough. A lot of times what we're doing when we're invading people's inboxes, LinkedIn, we talked before we got on this about the only call we get on this thing anymore is for a, Maybe for a, a warranty upgrade. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Your extended warranty has just run out, or you did an illegal action, and the FBI wants to arrest you because right. of the IRS. The IRS is coming. <laughs> so we ignore this stuff now, right? We ignore it. So my challenge to our customers was like, now is the time to show gratitude. Now is the time to show empathy. How are yeah. you doing? How are you getting through this? Mm-hmm. And listen, we we communicate a lot more through through nonverbal than we do verbal, and yes. certainly a heck of a lot more than text on a white screen. And so my like I, again, humans have value, and the way we interact and communicate was kind of removed from us with this pandemic. So mm-hmm. I agree with that. How he's saying like we are missing joy. You know, we start every meeting every morning with gratitude. What are we grateful for today? And that can be personal, professional, whatever it might be. And I think more people need to start giving that away as a gift to both their customers, their employees, the people they work with every day. Like, how do we encourage people through this time? And how do we get face-to-face more often, make an impact in in a human way and only a way humans can? Yeah. So now you gave me a very detailed, elaborate answer for such a simple question of what does rehumanize mean? Um, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It was great. When I saw that, I'll tell you what what rang in my mind. Knowing yeah. how you sent me the video response, which I was like, wow, this is really cool. I mean, this is actually something that I am trying, I, I, I'm thinking in my head, how can I properly use this? Should I use this just for the sales stuff? Should I use it with the base? Should I use it with everybody? Will people even watch it? You know, I'm thinking those things. But when I see rehumanize, I was thinking, because um, this is another topic that we've had on the show. Like everything is being automated. I sell automation for my day job. My sure. main job is to limited manual processes and help automate all that stuff so that your employees, not so you can fire people, but so that they can actually be dedicated for profit, revenue yep. driving activities instead. And when you do that, especially in the sales and marketing field, what happens is you end up, you know, a lot of cookie cutter, copy paste type stuff that just seems like, uh, you know, it, it, it's not original, it's not sincere, it's not authentic. So knowing what you do, when I saw that rehumanized, I was thinking, wow, that makes perfect sense with what you're doing with your video technology to be able to get that personal connection again in a, in a digital first world. Yep. And that it is a part of that as well. Like I said, the book is called Rehumanize Your Business. And that's the business side of this. It's like, let's. You're going to send me one of those autographed books, right? I will. I will. Okay. 
you know, our CMO and our chief evangelist wrote it together. They're great. They've been with me for, I used to work with our chief evangelist, Ethan Butte at the TV station back in the day. So we're very dear friends. And uh, like I mentioned, our CMOs are in Philadelphia. He could give you a copy. He's down the street. But yeah, um, <laughs> those that book is meant to speak about how do we inject more people back into that process? Now, this could be in your customer experience process, your sales process. Mm-hmm. It could be your employees. Like I reach out with video all the time saying, good job, because I can't say it. I can't walk down to their office and say it. I can't jump by their where they work and say, hey, how's it going? What's going on? And how's the family? How's the kids? So I do that via video. But, you know, there's a, a synchronous video where you're on Zoom all the time, where you're interacting. There's, and then there's an asynchronous, which is delivered on your time. They can watch, you can watch that video, David. You got that video from me. And you're able to watch it whenever you want it, right? So that's what we do. And I, I just think it, it brings more of the I watch it every night before I go to bed. Dave. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that. I, I wondered why he kept watching. It got really creepy. I got a great story on that, actually. A good Canadian customer. A Canadian customer of ours, his, his name is Michael Thorne. He's an amazing real estate agent. If you're in the Vancouver area, yeah. um, great guy. And so he had sent a video introducing himself. And um, he, he um, mentioned every person in the family by name, saying he's looking forward to meeting them when he came to present you know, his, his, uh, mm-hmm. his uh, listing presentation. And so he noticed that that video got watched like, 20 times or something it was really kind of creepy he thought man what's that and that's kind of odd so when he got there it was actually their little five-year-old daughter who was just blown away that he said her name in the video in that connection i mean he got he got the deal right i mean people desire connection what we're doing and nothing against automation because there's definitely a place and a process for it we just shouldn't automate some things right? right Some things need to be personal again. Some things need to be face-to-face again. And I think it's less is more there. So we found this case studies that sending one of those emails and saying, hey, David, listen, I know your time's valuable and I I really respect that. But what what I'm doing, maybe then I can tell you something of value and say, if that makes sense to you, I'd love to tell you more about that please use the link below to schedule time or whatever that other call to action might be. Mm-hmm. That's a different approach than when I get off of this time with you, the inundation in my inbox and in everywhere else I have. Now it's my phone, LinkedIn. And, and to me, we're just polluting more. I I can't stand LinkedIn right now. I mean, it, <laughs> it was such a good tool before everybody realized how to use it to find leads. And now it's just, I mean, like I, I, so I blog on Medium and I, my last post was just about code calling in 2021, proper yeah. etiquettes, how to do it correctly. And I, you know, I actually put a screenshot, like, don't be this guy. This guy's don't trying to sell this. me the same exact service that I already sell. You're wasting my time and his time. Do your research, you know? Does no one realize that they're all using the same suggested script that LinkedIn gives you to ask if you would like to connect with me? Mm-hmm. Like everyone is exactly the same. And I think now more ever, more than ever, we are uh, very acute to that or very sensitive to that. And we're just, it's more easy to ignore people because we don't actually believe they're the ones sending the content. Right. right. You don't really think that that's Clarissa or, or, or James that sent you that you think 
it's a machine injecting that to you. So it's easier to ignore a, per, a, a, a machine than it is a human being. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. In fact, I'm looking up right now because I actually um, coincidentally got connected to somebody at your company, I believe, out of uh, Utah, uh, he was. Sure. I think it might have been a sales rep out of Salt Lake City, I believe. And this was, I think, uh, right around the time that you were getting scheduled for the the podcast as well. And I was chatting with him a little bit. And then I realized the um, the company name. And I'm like, oh, you know, I got Darren actually coming on my podcast. So, uh, you know, that was kind of kind of cool, you know, how everything just found each other like that. Yeah, I think people desire relationships with people. I think we mm-hmm. are we are a relational, um, you know, animals. And so I think, but I think what we're doing is a lot of times using automation Blake. to remove that. And yeah. I think we can use Blake. automation to to help the things like you were saying, to 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 alleviate some of the human tasks. But some tasks should still be human. Is is kind of my thing. No, it definitely is because okay. So let's go. Let's look at my my day job again. Now, I'm not in sales anymore per se, but I still got to go in there from the management, the executive side, give the warm and fuzzy so that the people feel comfortable buying the deals. Traditionally, these things were mostly done, you know, occasionally a web call, but on site because, I mean, it's hard for a small business owner. Maybe they're only five, ten million dollars in revenue and They've got to write you a hundred and fifty thousand dollar check. That's a large check, you know. Absolutely. And they want to, they want to look you in the eye to make sure, like, this dude's not going to just jet off of my one hundred and fifty. <laughs> and you know, we used to do it all online. I would do deal. Then when I was in LA, I would have a good portion of deals also that I could do online. But I think that's because it's a city like LA. It's a little bit more above the tech curve than out in rural Pennsylvania per se. Sure. Um, but now since then, I mean, like everything's been digital, all demos, no on-site visits, not even the implementations of ERP we've been doing. And it was like, well, how do you get that? Because a lot of people buy services like ours because they like me they they're like hey david absolutely you're not the cheapest okay in fact next week came in maybe your features aren't are the same i mean yeah if you're most features features, yeah they're gonna be plus or less the same what they stink at we're excellent at well we're excellent what we stink at they're probably pretty good at and there's a trade-off and it's going to come down to Usually, who do they feel is going to take care of them better? And that's usually where I win. Well, how do you do that digitally? So one of the things we did was we started, like, for example, every time we're in a sales call, okay, every single person has to have their camera on, whether the customer does or doesn't. You know, you want them to see you, see your face, see your reaction, how you're speaking. But that's where I think also your service, like, rehumanizing it of the cold emails not really cold but the ongoing emails sending those minute video clips of telling them what you know probably it'd be an email this long you're turning into a minute click 
uh, right. can really be helpful to advance the sale and build the relationship. A couple of things you said there are so important to point out that yeah. I don't think technology has done really well yet. And that is the customer has to feel like mm-hmm. you are going to take care of them. Right. How is where, what technology is helping you feel? Feel mm-hmm. is not technically capable. Feel is right. human capable, right? Right. And so for me, it's, it's everything you said there about that sales process, but also it's the experience that we give people. Mm-hmm. That's why they're going to choose us because I'm in the same boat. Uh, my competitors have features I don't have and vice versa. And, and mm-hmm. I could build that and they could build it too, right? We could build anything now. It's like, but they want to work with the people they feel like are their people or will take care of them, will service them correctly. But how do they feel that? So I think inserting my people are amazing. I know if they they get in front of people more often, we're going to win more deals, right? Mm-hmm. So we do that through video, obviously. So some important pieces we think are, yeah, when you're that cold outbound, you could warm that up. You can make them feel like you know uh, that person better than you would from a text email. But also, let's say, when you're delivering a proposal, mm-hmm. you know, hey, David, we've been talking now. I, I think I've got all the points here. Um, I've highlighted them below and you walk them through a proposal. You might've done that face-to-face in the past, but now you can yeah. do that through video, right? Well, we Another try one to, is- right now, what we try to do is get them on a, like a Microsoft Teams call, share the sure. screen and walk it through like that. But we're not always able to do that for whatever reason. The customer might be, hey, just send me the pricing. So that's where exactly. when we do get in those rare circumstances, when I say rare, it might be one or two out of every 10 proposals. Um, that's where I definitely feel that there could be a need for using this type of video service. I think the other thing that's happening in that case too is that you know, somewhat you want this to be like this checkbox through your sales process. Mm-hmm. So now we've had the discovery call and now we've had the delivery of the proposal. But what if it is just send us pricing? You send that pricing. Then that pricing, we use screen share in our technology to do that. So you can actually go through the proposal. That's awesome. But then that gets shared and it collapses the time frame because now what happens next, usually, unless you unless you got every decision maker on that call, you're going to have to have another call. Right. But what if you could encapsulate that in a way that those other decision makers could see that review and they can make a decision. Obviously, you want to be in play in that decision when it's being made if possible, but sometimes it's not possible. Right, right, right. Yeah, I, I sometimes it's uh So I, I want to, maybe we've been talking about a lot of stuff uh, so far today. Uh, we covered a lot of topics, a lot of different areas. One of the areas that I wanted to talk about is you grew your business, bomb from $0 revenue all the way up to $20 million. Um, and I guess that's what your, your ACV and your uh, uh, recurring revenue a year, 20 million. Yeah. We're, we're comfortably cruising about another 10 past that now. So we're, we're growing You're up to 30. Yeah. Wow. 30 million a year in recurring revenue, recurring revenue is so, so important these days for businesses. I mean, even with the coffee business that I launched as part of this podcast, Dead House Coffee, you know, <laughs> because everybody, everybody's a zombie when they wake up in the morning. 
So you drink coffee, then you turn into, you know, the perfect gentleman, like in a tuxedo, and you go to your wife, you know, good morning, my lady. And, uh, you know, that's what (laughs) happens when you drink my coffee. Uh, So it's dead house coffee, get back to life. But even with that, I mean, I realized like, hey, the most important aspect is, yeah, I can get sales here or there from dedicated fans of the coffee. But the real value is getting those subscriptions in because having that subscription is real, predictable, you know, accountable um, revenue. And if you lose one, because you're always going to have churn and nutrition, it's not the end of the world, you know, most cases, unless it's like the guy that had like 90% of all the coffee sale for you. Um, So how has that all played with you with creating that kind of predictable revenue each year. I mean, it's been a long journey, of course, but I think um, you know, we did it self-funded as well. So we didn't yeah. use growth capital, bootstrapped. right? We bootstrapped it all the way and we still are. I, I think a couple of things along the way I learned there are, one, it takes time if you're going to do it that way, but it's the most profitable way to do it because you're still in your business at the end of the day. There's nothing wrong with venture capital, but if you don't need it and you can sustain it, you should. Um, I think people aren't willing to do that one, because sometimes in the early days, you have to live below what you might be accustomed to to actually attain it to this higher level. So for instance, are you willing to take a 50% pay cut to jump in and go full on into this to get it to where it needs to be? I think a lot of people aren't able to do that, even if they're willing to do that. And so, right, are you living, you know, to your means or below them so that you can enable some of those things to, to happen, especially in the early days. Cause sometimes that's your own cash. And for us, it was our own cash. Um, right. That's a big one. I think that people miss in very early stage, but the other one is I think people, you know, sometimes you have to be willing to do unscalable things to make them scalable. Right. And so what do you first, mean by unscalable things? Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, back in the day, I jumped into the um, customer success. I yeah. took phone calls, especially, I think, early to hear what they were saying, to, to understand the problem we were solving. Well, are we on track with that? Is that scalable? No, it's not. But then I got out of that and made it scalable. Right. right? Does that make sense? So sometimes you got to do things that don't seem like they might last a long time. I think everybody says, well, how is that going to scale? Maybe, maybe that's correct. And a lot of mm-hmm. times that is the right thing to say. But however, what if doing something for a short time that's not scalable makes you, helps you to develop, you know, entrepreneurs solve problems that they see in the world. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we need to take that entrepreneurial effort and, um, and kind of almost backwards into it in that, you might want to do the, um, like, I love walking through our spreadsheets with the customers, seeing everything that's happening. I think that's not scalable, but I'll do it for a time to understand something and I'll get an operational, um, you know, force multiplier out of that effort. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, no, I definitely. think it depends on what your business is, but often we don't do things because we don't think they'll scale, but some mm-hmm. things we need to do that don't scale for a time to make them scale. So that's all. Right, right. Yeah. No, that's good. Good stuff. Good stuff. I guess because we do got to get wrapping up here. The one last question I wanted to ask is, I mean, we've talked about how this can help you humanize the connection with customers already. But what about your own employees? I mean, how can you use this to engage and empower them? 
So this is um, one of the things I've learned through COVID that Mm -hmm. when I was removed from the office, and I'm in my basement right now. That's why, you know, I'm using a virtual background. Oh, come on. I want to see your basement. I want to see the, yeah, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) I'll show it to you. There's a Peloton directly behind me. Oh, Um, that's why. Yeah, plug. (laughs) So, yeah, so what I do often, I do a Friday video to the entire team. And that's why I'm wearing my shirt today, right? I want to remind them what our mission is why they work at BombBomb. How are you retaining your top talent when you can't be face-to-face with them? You should be asking yourself that question no matter how big your business is, right? Mm -hmm. Or what level, who you are in that business. If you lead people, how are you retaining top talent? I have a list of people today that I'm going to send good job videos to. So through the week, I've done my one-on-ones with my executives. I'm like, who's who's crushing it? What's going on? Tell me about the people, right? And they'll give me people and they'll tell me what's going on. So I will send out personal emails to them saying, I'm so glad you're here. Your work's important. You're important to me. I know like, so I know who you are and I know what you're doing. And thank you for being here. You can't do that in the office right now. So how are you going to do it? So that's, there's two ways, the Friday video to everybody. It's kind of just a recap of the week and what's been going on. So they're, they're informed and then the good job videos, but then new hires. So when somebody now we're hiring people all the time, like, I would usually walk up to their desk and say, Hey, nice to meet you. I'm glad you're here. You know, can't do that. So what do we do? So I send a personal video saying, I'm glad you're here. I heard all about you. I'm excited for what Mm -hmm. you're going to do with us. You know, I want to build that connection. How easy uh, is it to insert your, your videos into a like Outlook email, stuff like that. Are we just posting a link in there? Is it going to be the full video? How does that work? Yeah, it's our technology. So we have a Chrome extension that works Mm -hmm. for all of that, right? So basically in Outlook, for instance, you just use the Chrome extension, hit the record button. You can choose to record yourself or your screen. Mm -hmm. And when you record the video, I just say, hey, Dan. Are you able to do both? So like you're doing picture in picture? Yep, exactly. So the screen recorder function allows you to have just the screen or picture in picture. Okay. Okay. But the one I sent to you, it just, you know, in Gmail, it's native in Gmail. Okay. Outlook, we use the Chrome extension. Then you just copy for email, paste, and you see my face like you saw. And we yeah. use an animated GIF in the first three seconds. So I can be like, hey, what's up? You know, yeah, or yeah, yeah. like that. So no, I, 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 for I, my gifts. I really love it. I, you know, I've got to mention this just so that you know, and also for our viewers and listeners, this is one of the rare interviews that we do to where we're having you give like the lowdown of your you know your full product to break down the service and i don't usually do that because i tell everybody hey don't you know use it as an experience but not like the main gist of the conversation this is one that is totally different though because i view that this is a very relevant necessity really that a lot more people should be using and that's why i really wanted you to kind of get in there into some of that nitty-gritty of how this stuff works because i think it's awesome thanks man i appreciate it we've worked hard on it for a long time you know i i always it comes out of this belief again that Mm -hmm. human beings have intrinsic value and that we communicate better when you see me you know my facial expressions tell you more than the words coming out of my mouth and they surely tell you more than the text i might put in an email Right, right. When's the last time you listened to a real voicemail? You know, I have to on my phone, but 
On your phone, listen, I, I do not listen to voice. I do watch, only if the transcription's bad, right? If the transcription's bad, I find myself having to listen to it. But you're right. I mean, it's all these things have kind of gone away a bit. And there's a, mm-hmm. there's a, everybody talks about digital transformation. This is, we're in the middle of this right yeah. now. And I think the, the pandemic has definitely escalated it in a lot of ways. Well, yeah. So this has been incredible. You gave us a lot of good information, a lot of good food for thought. Um, I, I can tell you, I'm extremely interested. I'm sure a lot of other people are going to be too. How can people stalk you digitally online? Yeah, the Remember, best I said really, digitally. If you get a physical stalker, that's not on me. I appreciate that. That <laughs> the, the, the difference there. Yeah. yeah, the clarification. I I'm on LinkedIn. It's one of the easiest ways to find me. Um, uh, so you can hit me up there. Um, bombbomb.com. You can. I'm there. You can find me and read about me there uh, if you're interested. But um, and then I always give my email, but don't don't digital pollute me. But it's Darren at bombbomb.com. It's super simple. People figure that out anyway. My mom gave me a different spelling of my name, D-A-R-I-N. So I feel like she always yeah. special. There yeah. you go. There so, you go. So um, everybody knows whether you're on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Deezer, wherever you watch, listen to this show. Look down in the description. You will find the links on how you can find Darren. Check his company out, Bob Bob. It's amazing. I love the videos that I've gotten from him. Um, you know, and at first, I, I I will admit, when I first got it, I was like, what is this? And then I'm like, oh, man, I better watch it because if not, he's going to know. <laughs> so then I watched it and I saw his response and I'm like, wow, this is actually pretty gnarly. I loved it. So thank well, you, you know so much for coming like- yeah, this yeah, what yeah. I look like, yeah. And I know that you were good in front of a camera, so I'm like, okay, easy episode, <laughs> win. <laughs> right, I hope so. Yeah, I definitely, that evolves over time. You know, you get more comfortable with it, for sure. That's how it works with the I, podcast. Yeah, I definitely have a face for radio. That's what yeah. I think. Same yeah. <laughs> here for me, but hey, thank you so much again. And, Thanks uh, again, Dave. Well, I'd love to get you back sometime next year when the pandemic's over and we're doing more things in person to see how that uh, how the video is going with the sure. competition of in-person again. That'd be great, man. Thanks. Yep. Appreciate Perfect. it. Thank okay. you. Cheers. See, I told you that was going to be a Bond interview, didn't I? <laughs> Sorry, you have to excuse my love of HUDs. First, you all know the routine by now. If you found this interview inspiring, if it sparked some warm and fuzzies all over your body, do me a favor, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. Remember, Shark Bite Biz, what are we? We are a community. We're a community of like-minded individuals that have a core mission of one or more of three things. Number one, personal growth. Number two, professional growth. Number three, business growth. Okay, if you're looking for any or all of the above, Shark Bite Biz is for you. Smash that like button, smash that subscribe button. But if you really want to do us a solid, okay, the best way that we can get out there and get more people like you is by you recommending us and sharing us to your network. Get us out there, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, wherever it is, it's okay. Just share it. I would love nothing more than to see Darren. Bomb Bomb and Shark Bite Biz Treading.
Now, let's get back to our rock star guest, Darren. Okay, like I said, this was an awesome, awesome discussion. I've got to say, when you hear something like what Darren said his company does, the concept sounds cool, right? But then, as you start thinking about it, you start getting the questions like, hmm, but actually, how does this work? But will they actually watch the videos? But do I like being on video? What am I going to say? I mean, you start getting, I call them uh, false fears, okay? You get the false fears, kind of like you get false fears with selling, you know? Like you have these fabricated fears that you think, oh, a customer won't buy because it's too expensive or whatever it may be. You get that with things like this too. Admit it. It's okay. I do. I did. Even with BombBob, you know, those thoughts went across my head, but it didn't come across to where it's like, no, nope, this is being shut down. I'm done. It just made me reach out to their tech support. So I guess I want to tell the story that he responded with the video clips. And at first, when I saw that there's a video clip in the message, you got to remember the way that I go into my podcast, I call it blissfully ignorant because I do a general screening or my assistant, you know, we just do a general screening as far as looking for key qualifications. And it's like, perfect. This person will be good. Let's get them on the show. I do not study in detail what the company is, what the company does. Um, very unique that I study in detail beforehand about the company. And the reason is, is because I want to go into the interviews being genuine and authentic, asking questions out of pure curiosity, just like you all are at home when I'm talking to somebody. I'm trying to ask those questions. So. You know, I didn't remember when I got this from Darren exactly what he did, his company, those types of things. You know, it didn't click. It didn't register. So I see this little video clip thing there, and I'm like, odd. And then I clicked on it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is what they do. And it just clicked. It was like, yeah, this makes total sense. But then it led me to wondering again with like those false fears as far as, well, how do I get customers to realize that this is an actual personalized message to them and not just some generic blanket video that we send out to everybody? So coincidentally, like I was telling you a minute ago, I had to reach out to their tech support because Darren was nice enough. He gave me an account and I'm going to use it to the fullest. You send me free stuff, I will use it absolutely, okay? So uh, I reach out to the tech support to get some clarifications. And awesome, awesome customer service agents, by the way. And when the agent at BombBomb responded back, she responded back with a video and text. So naturally, I think like most of us, you're just reading the video. You don't naturally go click for the, I mean, I was reading the text. You don't naturally just go click automatically the video unless it was something, you know, that you're used to, I guess. I'm not used to it. It's a retraining process for me. And to be honest, my first thought was she just sent me a generic like FAQ video that they have recorded about this stuff. Actually, I was totally wrong. 
I, I was totally off. And what made me actually click on the video was, I don't have the phone here I can grab, but, you know, pretend this is my cell phone screen. You know, she'd have a black screen that just said, hey, David, and she'd put it up to the screen like that. And, um, you know, when I'm looking at the email, you see that video clip there. You don't see the whole video, but you see a, a clip of the video, like still shots or whatever. And that's the portion of the video that it's showing me, the hey, David, in front of the screen. And that's, again, another one of those light bulb moments like, damn, wow, okay, that's awesome. That totally, totally makes sense to me. So that's when I clicked on it, watched it, and I got a better response because a lot of times it is easier to verbalize things than it is to, to write things in text. And sometimes text does have an advantage as well, too. Where it's like, uh, you know, I've got to draw this out or I've got to write this out for you to see the whole thing like that. But a lot of times, especially with the issues I had, having that verbalized to me where I could also see it made so much more sense. And, you know, I clicked it, watched it, and mind blown. And in fact, another reason why I watched it is because I knew if I didn't, they were tracking it and they would know. <laughs> But no, I'm kidding. Still, though, I mean, as of right now, my mind is going off in a million different directions of how I can use this tech like BombBomb for business. And I think I'm at the point right now where I've kind of sketched out all the scenarios and it's kind of like, hey, I'm done talking about it and I'm just going full in to use it. And I'm going to see, hey, where does it perform? And where is it lackluster? And is it lackluster because my message is, or is it lackluster because this isn't a good use case for it? So I think that that's probably a very long-winded, but illustrating example uh, that you can get there as far as how to exactly rehumanize your digital presence and communication between your existing clients and prospects. Video isn't for everyone but come on we live in a zoom 24 7 always be ready for a video call type of world right now recording video emails i mean seriously it's only the next step in our digital communication evolution so it logically makes sense and most of us are probably prepped to be able to do that relatively easy and i found that you know, in my test so far that it's just, you know, have a little script that you're going to read off of and be dynamic. So it doesn't sound like you're just reading a script or have your bullet points and just hit record and make a, a quick 30 second or minute video. And it, it's pretty, pretty awesome so far. Overall, this was a, a great, awesome interview from Darren. I think the only other golden point that he really had where I think I see Remember what I do for my day job. I'm with Vision 33 doing ERP, big ticket sale type items. And this is probably where I see the most value in BombBomb. And I'm going to be using it 100% when we're laying out proposals. And this is exactly because of what Darren said in the interview. He gives an excellent explanation about when you're emailing it out to a client, how you can go over all your points, bing, bang, boom, 
okay, and explain the pricing you're giving them. I'd really love for somebody to sell me that way. If anybody out there, you want to sell me something, use a service like BombBomb, hopefully BombBomb, and uh, let's see if it works. You know, maybe I'm weird. Maybe it's just because I am a bleeding edge heck kind of guy. But still, I, I think that that is awesome because you're given the full written proposal and an explainer video, a customized, personalized explainer video right there. Even my energy company, I think Pico, Pico here in Philadelphia, I'm pretty sure I've started seeing in the last couple months personalized bill videos that are personal to my actual bill with them too. So this is the future. Get ahead of it now. Question of the day. What do you think of prospecting with videos for the first communication? Leave a comment on, on YouTube here below or the podcasting channel that you're watching from. Remember, if you want to be on the show, interviews at sharkbitebiz.com. Please don't forget, join the channel. There's a lot of perks out there. Hit that join button on YouTube, $3 a month, and you can become a baby shark. Or if you don't want to keep feeding your money through big tech, don't feel bad. We got a solution for you too. Go to deadhousecoffee.com. That's our house coffee blend right there. You can go deadhousecoffee.com. Use code SHARK. You get 20% off all the proceeds. Directly help this channel. Once again, you all know this. I'm David Strasser. This is Shark Fight Biz. We'll see you all next episode. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Shark Bite Biz. We hope you got some insightful info from this podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us through your favorite podcast app and visit us on the web at www.sharkbitebiz.com. How has business changed for you in the 20s? Email us at podcast at sharkbitebiz.com so you can join us and share your story. 